Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Well, welcome back to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, and we are officially kicking off season two. And as you know, from diving into the season one and all of the things we talked about, it was really focused on mindset and positivity, growth and goals, and making sure that, you know, where we are thinking and where our focus goes, you know, our actions are going to follow. So I really wanted to begin the Her Inspired Journey podcast with season one being very a strong foundation for just making sure we're on point with where our mind's at. As we roll into season number two, I'm very, very, very excited to kick this off because we're starting to get more in to hunting, hunting tactics, how to scout digitally, you know, how to choose your gear and, and, you know, look at, um, out of state hunts and, you know, get fitted for a pack the right way. And all of the things that will really make you a solid hunter once season finally hits here in just a few months. Season two is going to be epic. We're going to have some amazing guests and there's going to be lots of very good and very deep, rich information. So thanks again for staying in tune and being on this journey with me. Today's episode is a podcast that I did when I was in Colorado um, a few weeks ago. This was done at the Denver No Limits Archery, which is Phil Mendoza's shop, which is a super cool shop. And man, I'll tell you what, the uh, environment, the people behind it, and just everybody that's involved in his shop there at No Limits and in his events, the uh, Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, I will tell you what, it really renewed my spirits to be there in that environment to be able to, you know, just kind of emerge myself with all of those people. And uh, I walked away just super hungry for more being involved in that and seeing what they're doing. So they do have finals coming up at the end of July. I will link to that in the show notes. They just did another qualifier this weekend there in Denver. And uh, man, if you get a chance to get down to one of those events and say hi, even just as a spectator, I strongly encourage you to do so because, you know, like I said, just being around them really filled my cup. And one of the coolest things about it was there was so many different people there. You didn't just see one type of bow hunter. You just didn't see, you know, one type of athlete. It was a little bit of everything. It was a mixed bag for sure. And, uh, man, super cool stuff. So this episode today with Caitlin Turner is awesome. She is a competitor. She's somebody who kind of newly found archery just a few years ago. And I'll be honest with you, this girl's a serious shooter. And she's just, she's one of those people I can very much relate to because from the outside looking in, love you, Caitlin, she just looks like a total jerk. But she just has a game face, right? She she can have fun and she can be, you know, you know, lighthearted and goofy and all of those things. And she's just an, an absolutely amazing person. But on the outside looking in, she's like, she's a badass. Like this girl's tough. And I loved that about her because there was so many different layers to her and who she is and what she's doing. So it was nice to sit down with her here at No Limits and just chat, just get to know her, figure out a little bit about where she came from, what drove her to putting a bow in her hand for the first time 
and where she's taken it. So I will forewarn you in this episode for about the first seven or eight minutes, the audio is a little crazy. We have some background noise that I had to kind of cut to and uh, fix. So the first eight minutes or so are going to be a little bit louder than expected. And then we dive right into having better audio quality. So thanks for being patient with me. I hope that you enjoy this episode. And here we go. Wait, wait, wait. I have to take a minute and give a shout out to my iTunes review of the week. Once again, I will tell you this, and I mean it with every fiber of my being. The fact that you stop what you're doing in a life that is so busy to leave me a review, to give some feedback, and to help me share my journey and my mission with other people means so much to me. It is truly what fuels me to continue doing this and to continue putting everything I have into the content that I provide to you. The review this week is a great one, and it was something that truly put a smile on my face. It's from Skate Coach Ash, and it says, Courtney's podcast keeps me motivated and fresh during my hours stuck in traffic. Just how music motivates and feeds the soul, so do her interviews and conversations. I have found every single topic so far to have something that I can relate to or sparks a new thought. Whether it's regarding hunting, being a woman, nutrition, fitness, or just life in general, her Inspired Journey podcast brings raw and real relatable food for thought. Those are words of affirmation to me. And again, thank you so much for taking the time. I have some really exciting news and something that I want to get your feedback on. So I would love for you to take the time after this episode or pause it now to let me know. As we progress to season two, I am highly considering moving to two episodes a week. If that's something that you would like, and if you have topics or if you have guests in mind, or if there's questions that you want me to dive into further, take a second and leave a review and let me know exactly what those are. And if you want more content from me, and now I'm not going to make you wait anymore. Let's dive right in to this episode with Caitlin. Now I know why you packed so much stuff and it's all making sense now. And it's funny because as I'm like, so I'm trying to like filter and organize like right now because tomorrow at 4am I'm going to hate every piece of my life. And so I'm trying to get as much done as I can. And I'm like, what could I get rid of? Can I give this away? (laughs) Who can I leave this with? Should I just ship this home? Because I just don't want to pack it around. But then I'm like, oh yeah, you just have to get to the airport, check it in. And then you're good. And they don't have to deal with it. Oh my gosh. But what a freaking trip it's been. Yeah. So much fun. How long have you been away from home? Total. Um, so I left last Thursday. So five days total. Okay. And it's fine. Like, I think at some point you start to like want the comforts of your own house and your bed and your shower and your laundry, but I miss my family so much. Mm -hmm. I was looking through pictures last night and like old memories and all these pictures that came up and I was like I can't even look at him like I just okay I'm just gonna go through this trip <laughs> and then I'll look at the pictures because I don't know it just I get so homesick mm-hmm. and I love to travel and it's it's a blessing to be able to come do this but honestly like the last I never have gotten through a trip that at some point I didn't just break down and go like okay I can't handle being away yeah. anymore yeah so. and it's funny how quickly that happens because I'm the same way. I love to travel, but I also love spending time with my family. So it's hard when those don't go together. Yeah. And you're traveling, but you're not with, you know, your kids or whoever it is that you're normally with. It hits you hard and fast. It does, for sure. So it's going to be good to get home. I go straight back to work when I get home, but 
tomorrow evening and the rest of the week I'm trying to do it like as little as possible. Mm -hmm. So today actually right now my kids are playing in their very first baseball game. Oh, cute. So, yeah. Is it t-ball or actual baseball? It's baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be getting lots of pictures and videos and just did a FaceTime and stuff. So I know they're well taken care of and having mm -hmm. fun, but man, I sure miss them. Yeah. Still wish you were there. Anyway, we are here at No Limits Archery in Denver, Colorado, and I am here with uh, Caitlin Turner. And um, it's kind of funny how we got connected because I think it was just online through seeing pictures, somebody posted something. Um, maybe it was even around Alpha, but, Might have been. um, I, man, I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but I was like, this chick is a total badass <laughs> and I connect really well with people like that. I, I really enjoy seeing people out there getting after it, having fun and pushing limits. Mm -hmm. That's exciting to me. So I started following you and I was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to meet up at some point and and it just kind of worked out to where I could work this work trip into the Alpha Bowhunting Challenge in Eagle this last weekend. And I, I really didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, I kind of understood very loosely the concept of how the challenge works and, and the shooting aspects and the head-to-head -head kind of thing. But there's still so much after being there that I don't know other than it's a really close-knit community yeah. and not in a way where I think people who have not done one before may, might not come into the shop or um, really know a lot of people that do it. It's not the kind of thing where you like walk in and you're, people are just like, who's that person? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, hey, what's up? How's it going? You know, it's just really inviting, which is great to see because I think that really solidifies relationships within this community. And it's just nice to see people getting along, having fun, being competitive, but mm -hmm. also doing it in a very friendly way. Yeah. And I think that's what's so unique about it is growing up, like playing sports and being around women all the time, it's really hard to find a community of women who can compete against each other and mm -hmm. still fully support and love on each other. And I've never been in a situation like that until I came to No Limits and started doing the alpha bow hunting challenges. I was like, you can run head to head against a girl and one of you get knocked out and then immediately just hug it out and you yeah. know go back and hang out and you know everything's fine and it's there's no cattiness there's no hard feelings it's just it's really unique and um i think it's the same way with the men who compete too it's just a really good inviting atmosphere yeah i and even from the outside so i didn't compete this weekend i was just mm -hmm. there working with a wilderness athlete and so it was just kind of like the fly on the wall. I got to observe a little bit and just kind of see how it worked. And I always like to see that dynamic because not all of, you know, events or challenges or races or anything like that are that way where it might be surface level sometimes, but you know, on the underneath or when that person walks away that it's not quite that I've got your back kind of feeling. And it yeah. definitely is like, without a doubt, I could see that in so many different aspects with, you know, men and women. Um, so it was really cool that. You know, I want to pick your brain about the challenge and exactly what it is, how it works, um, what's coming up for the events and stuff. But before we do that, let's just talk a little bit more about you and your background, who you are, what you do, and why we're sitting on this couch at No Limits having this chat. Yeah, so I, um, so I'm in the, well, I guess I was in the fitness industry. Now I'm more in like the wellness health side of the industry. So I work for a company that goes to large corporations. Um, and basically we run their wellness programs. So my goal is to keep these employees healthy and reduced, you know, the total cost of health insurance that these employers have to pay for their employees. So that's what I do, you know, in my day job. And then 
Um, outside of that, the past couple years has been kind of a whirlwind for me. Um, I've moved around a lot. I've been in a lot of different circles, and I've spent a lot of time trying to find myself for the past couple years. And um, I, I was about two and a half years ago, I would say. Um, I really wanted to get into hunting, and I've grown up shooting firearms since I can remember. My dad um, had a shooting since God knows when. So um, as I got older, I was really comfortable with firearms, and I just thought that the idea of hunting was really intriguing, but I didn't have anybody that would um, kind of get me into that. You know, my dad doesn't hunt. My, my brother does some, used to do some duck hunting, but he's mostly just does fly fishing now. And so I didn't have anybody that would kind of get me into the industry. And I had some crazy life events happen when I lived in Fort Collins and I ended up leaving town and moving down to Westminster right outside of Denver. And, um, it was about around the time of my birthday. I just said, screw it. I went to fast pro shops and I bought a bow, had no idea what I was doing. And just thought this is going to be really cool and maybe eventually I'll get to the point where I want to hunt and I'll just kind of see what this whole lifestyle and this whole industry is about and uh, since I had moved to this new town I didn't know anybody I didn't have any friends so I just got on Google Maps and looked at the closest archery shop to my house and it was no limits and so I came to check it out and I mean literally had no idea what I was doing I I think I might have had arrows <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. I just showed up and I was like tell me what to do and um, I just got hooked I started coming five to six days a week for months uh, it just kind of became my escape I was going through a lot in my personal life and I didn't really know how to cope with it in a healthy way and uh, archery just kind of became my escape there for a little while and I just fell in love with it and um, eventually met my boyfriend Nate here at the archery shop and He's really big into archery and hunting, and so he's kind of helped me get into that whole lifestyle and just been learning a ton the past couple of years and haven't looked back since. That's so awesome. What yeah. a great story. The evolution of how that started, you know, it's kind of the same for me. It, I needed that vice, something healthy that I could get out of my head, that I could really put myself out there and do something different, but it was a new skill. It was mm -hmm. something to learn. It was something to really invest in time and the experience and the knowledge to figuring out, you know, how to use a new machine. It was really cool. Yeah. And you have to learn so much about yourself when you're into archery, too. I mean, it's such a mind game, you know, more so than I think it is physical. So it is for sure. But yeah, archery is one of those things where it's it can do so much for somebody, no matter if you're walking through a part of life that sucks or if you are just wanting to learn a new way, new method, new therapy, it can be so many different things, which is what I really love about it. Um, and it doesn't take long when you really practice and you spend time doing it to get good at it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, if you've only been doing it for a couple of years, you, you know, in, and I kind of watch people, I watch how they do it, how they hold their bow, how they release, right. just everything you know, that intimate relationship with your bow, you can tell when somebody has spent a lot of time and really invests in doing things, you know, a, a particular way. And I can, you know, I get that feeling from you. You are definitely in tune with what you're doing. So, um, which, which brings me to my next question, because I know there's, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of information and, and you can kind of, sometimes you have to just weed through things to figure out what's the right information for me and what, 
you know, what advice am I going to get from somebody as, you know, maybe a new archer or somebody that's beginning, that's going to be very beneficial to me. So where did you, I mean, outside of coming into the shop, you know, what were the things that you would look for as far as learning how to do things correctly or where did you reach out? What did you do? What were your kind of go-tos? That's a good question. I mean, I took a lot of advice and information from the guys here at No Limits and I really value their opinion and their instruction. So I, I took a lot of that to heart, but also just coming from a fitness background. I mean, I know the basics of how important form is mm -hmm. and how important safety is and repetition and practice. And, um, you know, I slowly started kind of gearing my workouts towards muscle groups that are going to be used when you're shooting your bow, little things, right. little things like that, that I knew, uh, you know, would kind of just give me a slight edge. And over time started upgrading my equipment to, you know, things that I think that would help me in the field or in the alpha bow hunting challenges. But I think at the end of the day, when you're getting flooded with all this information and so many opinions, and especially mm -hmm. on social media where everybody thinks they're an expert on everything, at the end of the day, you just got to do you. And if something doesn't feel right or something doesn't work for you, that's okay. Just like fitness, there's not a one size fits all approach or nutrition for that matter. It's going to look different for everybody. So if somebody stands a little bit different than you, or maybe they hold their bow a little bit different, or their anchor point is a little bit off compared to what you do, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, as long as you're consistent, as long as you love what you're doing and you're finding some kind of enjoyment and satisfaction out of it, do it. I mean, I see people all the time that I've watched them here at the shop or, you know, in these challenges. And I'm like, you don't hold your bow correctly or your draw length is too long, or your draw weight is too much, <laughs> and your pride just prevents right. you from, you know, taking it down, or whatever it may be, you don't wear your pack right, you know, it, there's all these different things, but who cares, you know, if you can get out there and find animals and fill tags, and, you know, hit your target, I don't care if your draw length is too long, or if, you know, your peep site's too small, for you know, whatever, so I think that's what's most important to remember in the long run is, you know, everybody else's opinions don't really hold much at the end of the day. You just got to do whatever your heart tells you to do. And it can, it can hold a lot of weight, but I think it's in figuring out what your particular filter is. Because when we start, and it's great, especially as somebody who's new into something, it's good to have a lot of different opinions or resources mm -hmm. or whatever. But I think at some point you have to figure out where you can hear some things and let other things go, Yeah, you know, because I see, you know, particularly online, you know, somebody will post a picture, male or female, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, you've got all these keyboard or uh, keyboard cowboys that want to come in and they want to talk about your form or like sometimes I'll post a picture or I'll see somebody post a picture and they're like, Oh, great form. And it's like, Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I think something that's meant to be a compliment, or, you know, constructive criticism sometimes isn't taken that way when it comes mm -hmm. to, you know, other people's opinion and, and pushing that out there. So, yeah, I posted a photo once of um, Dana and I like to talk about photos we've posted that people like to jump on and comment on unsolicited. And uh, I posted a photo once of shooting the right release, which is just a practice aid. And uh, I had taken a photo and posted it and somebody commented on it and they said, how do you not hit your forearm with a form like that? And I thought about it for a second and it was really hard not to say I'm way more qualified to talk about <laughs> archery technique than you are, but I'm not going to say that on social media. 
And so I just said, no, this is, this is just how you shoot a bow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't know if you're trying to be a jerk or not, or if you're trying to say something helpful and just a really weird way or if it's naive curiosity maybe that person's brand new or something and they're like just seriously curious but you Mm -hmm. know you don't know you never know you know behind the screen or something it's really hard to to pick that up but yeah I think having a filter and figuring out sometimes you just don't have to take the advice or you don't have to hear it you know yeah and you gave some really sound um advice on that too is just figure out your own way and what makes you happy and what you want to be doing and do that yeah so yeah there's a lot of people on social media that do not shoot a bow correctly if you're looking at, yeah, you know, technique out of a book. But they're successful in the field. It's like at the end of the day, what are you going to, you know, put more weight in? Yeah. What you look like when you're shooting a bow or the accuracy. It's way more important to me that you're hitting the right spot on an animal when you're out there in the backcountry um, rather than how you look while you're doing it. Definitely. So talk to me because I know that you are a seasoned veteran when it comes to the alpha bull hunting challenges. So... You know, give us some background on what it was, kind of where it came from, and how it all goes down. Yeah, so I, um, shortly after I picked up a bow, actually it was about two months after I had shot my bow for the first time, um, was the first alpha bow hunting challenge that I'd ever competed in. And I went into it with zero expectations. I mean, had no idea what I was doing, had no idea if I was considered a good archer or a bad archer at this point. Um, So I just showed up and competed in the first challenge and immediately I mean like you saw this past weekend it's such a party it's so much fun right and everybody just cares so much about each other and they're all so welcoming and when I use the word family I don't use that lightly but everybody is just um just the camaraderie is just so strong here yeah so I showed up for my first alpha bow hunting event and um ended up winning somehow And after that, I was just hooked. I mean, you and I are very similar in our competitive nature. If we can compete in something, that that's probably where we're going to go, go with it. So um, after the first one, I kind of just put a lot of pressure on myself to keep to keep going. Uh, Right after the first alpha challenge, uh, our truck got broken into and all of our archery gear got stolen. So I didn't have a bow anymore or a pack or binos, nothing. and I mean, people I barely knew that I just met at the first alpha challenge were reaching out and they were like, Hey, I have an extra bow. If you want to shoot it, uh, Mikel reached out, let me borrow her bow. And Santino reached out and was like, I have an extra rest if you want to shoot it. And Jamie reached out and was like, I have extra arrows and a release. And everybody just piecemealed these things together for me so that I could keep competing until I was able to get a bow again. And that's huge. I mean, yeah. especially when it's people you're competing against at the end of the day. Um, so basically what what the alpha bow hunting challenge is it's a it's a fast-paced kind of high intensity um archery competition and it's meant to simulate what it's like in a real hunting situation when you see an animal and your heart starts pounding out of your chest and you're kind of freaking out a little bit and you're breathing heavy and you draw your bow back and you're trying to aim in these vitals you know god knows how far or close you know away or how large or small the animal is and you're trying to make an ethical shot and so that's what's so unique about the alpha bow hunting challenge is it's not i mean yes there's a physical component but anybody can do it Mm -hmm. you don't have to be in shape you don't have to work out regularly to come and compete in this um and it's not so much based on your physical abilities as it is your ability to shoot under pressure and that's what it's going to come down to you know, when you're out there in the field. So, um, the alpha challenges are two day events. You spend uh, day one going through a 3d shoot, typical 3d 
shoot just to get a good base of your scoring and um, your archery abilities. And then we run what we call head-to-heads. So it's two identical courses. They're mirrored. And you're running them against somebody else in your bracket, whether that be a male or female or a master's trad athlete, whoever it may be, youth. And you're running this course. And again, there's some fitness component to it, but there are clay pigeons that are hung over the vitals of every target. And the goal is to hit that clay pigeon, which is extremely satisfying if you've ever done any kind of skeet shooting. Um, Watching those pigeons break is pretty cool. So the goal is to hit these clay pigeons. If you miss, depending on how badly you miss, you get a time penalty. So if you miss that clay pigeon and you still hit within the vitals of the animal, you get a 20 second time penalty. And if you hit without or outside of the vitals, or if you miss a target completely, that's a 40 second time penalty. So you have four to five targets that you're gonna shoot uh, throughout this course. The course lasts two, two and a half minutes. It's not you know, anything too strenuous. And then you have a total time. They take your run time and they add in all your time penalties, if any, and you get put up against the person who ran the course at the same time as you. And depending on how well or how poorly you shot, you know, compared to your competitor, you're eliminated or you're moving on to the next round. So it's um, definitely down to the second. It's down to each shot. You never know what's going to happen. Anybody can get up there and shoot like crap. Anybody can get Mm -hmm. out there and have, you know, just a good day and hit every clay. And uh, you just never know. And that's what's kind of keeps you so sucked into it is because nobody knows the outcome. Yeah. You're like right on the edge. Mm -hmm. Even from watching, I was like, you know, I can see who's kind of doing what, but I still don't know where people are finishing. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Cause you really don't know until like, you know, everything's announced like how you did per Mm -hmm. se. So yeah. If you miss a pigeon, I mean, you're not a lot of times you're not sure if that was a 20 or a 40 second penalty or how well your competitor did. And when you're watching the event, it's cool to watch the live feeds because you can see all these people that are up on the ropes watching the event and they all have binoculars they're talking to each other and oh that's a 20 second penalty oh she hit it or oh they're taking their mulligan shot and you know they're trying to figure out who's going to win too and a lot of times it's a surprise when it comes to the podium and they're Mm -hmm. announcing you know the finishes you just you don't know so that's one thing I had a question on is that mulligan shot is there a penalty for taking it or Mm -mm. do you get it there's no benefit in not taking a mulligan shot correct yeah I mean given it takes you know five to ten seconds yeah to take your mulligan shot but um that's something that I've thought really long and hard about is you kind of got to figure out when you're going to take your mulligan shot so if you have five targets you get to bring six arrows and at some point if you make a terrible shot you get to retake that shot Mm -hmm. and shoot a second time at that target. Um, But again, you know, is your competitor taking their mulligan shot? Are they just going to leave it with the penalty? If you shoot and it's a 20-second penalty, maybe you'll just move on. But if Mm -hmm. it's a 40-second penalty, you kind of got to make that split decision to retake it or, you know, whatever that looks like. I love it. I, you know, not everybody likes to compete. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I was really jealous being there and not being able to compete. I think that's probably why I ran so much after the competition (laughs) was over. It's like, I got to go run out some of this energy, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because there were people there who I wouldn't look on the, you know, the, the, the surface of things and think, 
you are a competitive person. Mm -hmm. You enjoy this competition, you know, because I even know some of the people, you know, who I work with as training clients, and I know that they're not super competitive people, but they are very driven to, to do their best and to see how they can perform, to see how they can shoot and to see where they stack up. So it was cool that it wasn't just like one really demographic of, of an athlete that was there. It was, you know, from youth to men and women, there was just an entire array of people, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Do you see that? Is that pretty common for those events? Oh yeah. Um, and that's what, I mean, again, what's so fun about it is some people are there to compete with everybody else in their bracket. Some people show up just to compete with their time from last year or their time from a previous event. Some people are there just because their kid wants to compete Mm -hmm. or their dad wants to compete. I mean, we had a father and son that competed against each other um, this go around. And so everybody's there for different reasons. And there are some people that go and they're like, I don't really like competing, but this is so much fun. I love being around these people. I love Mm -hmm. camping out at night. You know, I love... Um, all these different other components of, of the competition completely aside from the shooting or the fitness aspect of it. Some people just like getting out of town, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and having something to do for the weekend. Or, I mean, if you've, um, you know, seen some of the giveaways that Phil does with Alpha Bow Hunting, it's insane. I mean, it's such a minimum registration fee and you win Yeti coolers and bows and Sitka gear and Maven optics and all these sweet prizes for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are there just to win some stuff. Yeah. You know, Do a little work and reasons. come away with some awesome stuff. Yeah. So what's going on next? I know because this was a qualifier, mm-hmm. right? So then what happens from here? How many qualifiers are there? And talk a little bit about the, the final. So there are three qualifiers. And then there are the finals. So anybody can go to finals. You don't have to win a qualifier to show up at finals. Everybody is welcome. Um, However, if you do win a qualifier, you are guaranteed a spot in what is called the alpha bracket. So we have the the women's open bracket, the men's open bracket. We have men and women's masters, super masters, youth, and trad. And um, depending on how many people are in your bracket, Phil will create a alpha bracket at the finals and it's a completely separate division. So the payouts are higher. The prizes are better. Um, it's just, it's completely separate. So, uh, winning a qualifier, you're guaranteed a spot in that alpha bracket. So for women's open, we'll probably have four spots in that alpha bracket. Um, which means, um, all have a spot already. And then we'll have three open spots depending on how this next qualifier goes that women can, um, qualify for depending on how they do their 3d shoot and how they run their head to heads on day one, mm-hmm. um, kind of how they fall into the bracket. And then it just completely separates you from everything else. So we'll have a normal women's open bracket, a normal men's open bracket. They'll get their own payouts and all that. And then we'll just kind of have this whole separate division of the alpha brackets, which is, um, just a little step above. Usually they'll add some kind of component into the head to heads uh, whether it be smaller targets or longer yardage or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. there's always something that kind of mixes it up to make it a little bit more challenging for those in that bracket. Um, but as far as the format, everything stays the same. We're still going to have a live DJ. We're still going to give away a ton of prizes, um, give away a bunch of bows. And um, our sponsors have just stepped up like crazy wilderness athlete and Yeti and Maven and Hoyt and, um, they've all just been super great with donating a ton of product and, um, we'll be giving all that kind of stuff away and it'll just be a huge party. So, 
Um, we're expecting anywhere from, you know, 100 to 150 people to show up for finals for a two-day event. We've had full draw film tour here the past couple of years, too. They'll put on um, an event the night before uh, the finals opens up here at No Limits, and we'll get to see all the full draw film tour videos, which awesome. is pretty cool. So hopefully we can make that happen again. Yeah, that sounds great. So when, it, when are the dates for that? Um, great question. So this next qualifier is in two weeks. Um, we think we're going to have that here at No Limits here in Denver. Um, and then Alpha Finals are all the way in July, July 27th and July 28th are Alpha Finals. And then we'll be at a couple of the TAC events too. So we'll be at Terry Peak in Dakota, and then we're going to be going out to the Utah um, tack as well, as long as we can find some space out there. So we'll do kind of a modified event. It's a shortened course, but it still kind of gives you an idea mm -hmm. of what it's like. Again, we'll be doing a lot of giveaways and that kind of stuff. And so people can kind of come and get a taste for what it's like. And it's been super successful the past year or two. We've met a lot of people in other states that have never even heard of us. And now they're coming in from all over the place just you know, trying to compete as much as they can. It's cool to see. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And from what it sounds like from the people I've talked to, yeah, they do. They they travel in. I, I think I even heard somebody was coming in from Washington and kind of from all over. Yeah, we have a lot of people from Texas. Um, yeah, I think we had somebody from Washington. I want to say he won it maybe two years ago. But, yeah, they come in from all over the place. So we're trying to branch out a little bit, get closer to some of those people, mm -hmm. get out to Wyoming and um, into some other states. But yeah, people come in from all over the place. I love it. That's so awesome. And mm -hmm. the ones that you do at the Total Archery Challenge are cool because they're just like, like you said, they're this little taste. It's like this yeah. little novice shoot where you can just go and, and do a, a modified version of it and just get a feel for what it is. But you also have a DJ there and you have the energy and you have a lot of your, I guess, quote unquote, regulars so that people get mm -hmm. to see not just what the event's like, but what that kind of community can be like. So, yeah, it's cool. You can come to any alpha event, whether it's at a total archery challenge or whether it's here at the shop and you're going to see a lot of the same faces. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of us base our summer schedules off of the alpha bill hunting events. Totally. You know, yeah. and um, we won't miss them for the world so you'll see a lot of familiar faces at these events you'll see a lot of the same people coming back and um just kind of goes to show you you know how much people really care about these events yeah so what do you what is your advice to somebody who's listening in and really wants to do it but just can't get themselves over that intimidation factor to to register and to show up yeah so first mm -hmm. of all i get it i've been there i've been intimidated i showed up at my first alpha challenge you know, not really knowing what to expect. And I'd only been shooting a bow for two months and I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know a single person at the event and showed up completely clueless and I won the thing. You know, you can't, um, you can't, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know it's cliche, but you'd rather give it a shot and just come out here and try it than never do it and year after year look at the photos and right. you know watch the live feeds and just kind of kick yourself for not coming so I promise as tough as we try to look we're pretty nice people and we're super welcoming and we love seeing new faces that's so exciting to us we love seeing the people that come every time that's great you know they keep us going but um we love seeing people that are like we just found you on Instagram mm -hmm. or we just watched it on Facebook or we heard about the giveaways and we're just going to give it a shot um, I promise you, you're going to have a good time and you're going to meet 
some really cool people along the way. So it is worth it. And if you see me out there, come say hi and I'll show you around. And I can attest to that because, you know, as somebody who hadn't been to an event before and I knew some of the faces, but you know, you just walk in and it's, it's like you said, it's just, it's just like that. It's very welcoming. And, uh, I don't think anybody has any reason to be intimidated about coming in there. I know that those are factors, but I'm just going to say, just give it a shot. Come out to the one in July or to the next qualifier and you never know what can happen. And most of the time we don't get better as we age. So (laughs) you might as well just jump in and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. So I have to go back just a little bit. One of the things that I like to ask my guests on my podcast is um, because it's a lot about mindset and and really figuring out this journey that we're all on. And although everybody's is very different, I think for the most part, we all go through some really crappy time of our lives where we're trying to figure it out. And especially as women, I think it's easy to get lost in finding who you are or living up to some sort of an expectation And, um, you know, I just want to pick your brain about, obviously you got into archery and that was a a big vice for you and kind of recovering or or getting yourself into a healthy spot. But, you know, to somebody who's listening, um, who's in that particular time of their life when it's, it's the gray cloud and it's not seeming to, to end, what advice would you have to that person trying to dig out of that hole? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I was, when I was going through, um, you know, what I was, what I was going through. Um, I didn't really know how I was going to cope with it. And I've had my moments of not coping with things in healthy ways. And I didn't want to go down that path again. And so I think that something that kind of pulled me out of it was I kept telling myself, what's your story going to be? Are you going to be the girl that, you know, life screws her over and you just have a pity party forever. And you start getting into all these things that you know are going to kill you one day or are you going to pick yourself back up and um I saw this I saw this quote once and it said some I'll probably screw it up but it said some people burn in the fire and some people are built from it Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be the person that just lay down you know die you want to be the person that's like I've been through the shittiest thing that I will ever go through and you know, I went through it and now I'm stronger. I'm a completely different person. And, uh, something that kind of helped me get through it was one day I'm going to meet somebody who's going through what I went through and they're not going to have anybody to lean on and they're not Mm going to have a clue what to do. And they're going to be scared shitless and, um, they're not going to have anybody and I'm going to meet them and I'm going to say, I know how this feels and I know how hard it is and you'll be all right. You know, you'll be okay. So I think you just kind of got to keep telling yourself, you know, what, what do you want people to get out of your story? Cause people mm-hmm. are going to hear about it. People are going to know what's going on. And do you want them to look at you and say, yeah, that that's what broke her. You know, she couldn't get through it. Or do you want them to look at you and be like, she's a badass. Mm-hmm. you know, nothing's going to keep her down. And once you get through this stage of your life, it gives you a hell of a lot of confidence to get through anything else. There's a lot of other stuff that's come my way that I'm like, yeah, I got this now. Yeah. Small business now. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I love that, that mantra. What's my story going to be? That's really powerful because when you think about it, that's a, it's a direct reflection too of who you are now, right? The mentality that you have, but who you're going to be down the road. Yeah. Just really paint that picture. That's awesome stuff. Good advice. Um, so people want to reach out to you and, um, 
slap you on the ass and, and give you a kudos for all the jobs well done mm -hmm. or ask you questions about Alpha, where mm -hmm. do they reach you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram, C. Tyler Turner, or you can see me in some of the Alpha posts, um, some of the No Limits posts. Um, I'm on Facebook, too. You can reach out to me there. Or if you just see me around Denver at the archery shop, come up, say hi, introduce yourself. Um, I had somebody tell me they saw me in Colorado Springs a couple months ago, and they were too intimidated to come say hello. It kind of broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> come say hi, you know. Um, I'll listen to your story. I'll help you out with whatever it is, whether it's adjusting your sight or, you know, being a shoulder to cry on, whatever it may be. But yeah, find a way to reach out. I love connecting with people in any way. Awesome. And we'll definitely link to that in the show notes for sure. Uh, back to the, and too intimidated to talk to you. We talked before we got on air about this, this facial expression <laughs> <laughs> that might not be the most welcoming and I can totally feel your pain because I get it all the time. People will tell me smile more, or, you know, have people say same thing. They'll see me at a, at a trade show or something. And they'll be like, I wanted to say hi, but I just, you know, and I'm just like, gosh, I'm, do I look that miserable yeah. all the time? <laughs> like I'm, I'm super happy. I just don't wear it on my face like that. So yeah, definitely. She's a, she's a cool chick. So make sure you stop her and say hi and uh, pick her brain a little bit about how she is able to find so much, um, I wouldn't say quick, but but well-earned success with uh, archery and all that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You have some big hunts planned for this year? Um, We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We're still waiting on uh, draw results to come out, but um, we just got um, a lot of good access this year to a lot of upland and waterfowl stuff, which we're pretty excited to get into with our pups. And uh, we'll definitely be chasing elk and bear and deer this year up in the Rockies. And uh, one day I'll get my Colorado mountain lion still working on that. So awesome. that's kind of a goal that um, I'm I'm working towards right now. But um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty fortunate. Nate and I don't have too many restrictions when it comes to stuff we want to do out in the that country we're kind of game for anything awesome so. that's the way to be perfect yeah cool well this has been a badass trip i'm so glad to be here and finally to get into the shop yeah. to see the alpha challenge and just to meet you in person so thanks again Same. for being on the show yeah thank you cool well ladies that does it for this show for today i hope that you found some inspiration some good advice and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.